Hi, I'm Trish, and Heather and I are back with our summer series podcast. And today, Heather is going to talk about how to increase and improve the quality of plant protein you consume. But first, a little about us. Heather and I are two fit models with near identical size six body measurements, and we've been paid to maintain those exact measurements under contract for a span of 20 plus years. We're writing a book called Paid to be Perfect to share what we've learned over those 20 plus years in an effort to help you find your own version of perfect. We hope our book will be out later this year, but in the meantime, we're sharing what works for us right now. So Heather, please share with everyone how we can all increase and improve the quality of plant protein we consume. Okay, so last week, Trish went over the amount of protein we all need. So listen to the meat protein podcast first, even if you're not a meat eater, if you need actual numbers about that or numbers about how much protein is in various food sources, including several plant options. And to reiterate what she said, uh, the two of us are not nutritionists. This is just the way we do it. And this is how we've stayed the exact same size for over 20 years. We have the years of measurements taken by pattern makers and technical coordinators filed away to prove it. So use our stories if they align with what you feel would work for you. So I'm not really sure why people think it's hard to get enough protein when you don't eat meat, but that is honestly just a myth. I think it might be because some people are so used to eating meat that they don't look beyond those choices for protein. But it's super easy to get in protein on a plant-based diet, even when you're traveling, when you eat out, when you go to parties. And we've covered those specific topics in previous podcasts, so maybe listen to those as well if you haven't already as we overlap our way through all this uh, nutrition info. So first, let me tell you about the bad plant food protein sources. They are the processed ones, the fake meats like veggie burgers and veggie dogs. I do eat those things occasionally, like at cookouts, but not as the main part of my diet. So all fake meats are unhealthy choices, as is fake deli tofu. Anything that is processed, including processed soy foods that don't fall under the whole food label, is what you should be limiting or avoiding altogether. Frozen prepared foods, even if it's vegetarian, are probably loaded with sodium, so I avoid those too. And lastly, some of the dairy alternatives can be loaded with sugar, oils, and other additives you don't need in your diet too. So... Trish talked about yogurts with additives last week, and it's the same thing with non-dairy forms made from nuts or soy. You really have to pay attention to ingredient labels, and we will have an ingredient label podcast where we get more into uh, all of that. But bottom line, processed veggie foods are still processed foods, and what you want to be eating is whole plant foods. So on that note, there are many whole food plant-based protein sources to choose from. Just Google it and it's all there. What I'm sharing with you in this podcast are the main types of whole food plant-based proteins that I eat on a daily basis. I for sure mix it up and have other sources, even the unhealthy ones from above on occasion. And I do eat other healthy whole foods too, like tofu, but I only included my top four to try to keep it condensed. So the protein sources that I eat most often are one, nuts and seeds, two grains, three legumes, and four plant-based protein powder. I'll start with the protein powder because I eat this mainly for fun because I usually get the chocolate flavor, so it's yummy. Um, sometimes I get vanilla to mix it up. I've used different brands, but the current brand I love is Vega One, which can be bought on Amazon or Whole Foods or lots of places, I'm sure. I always buy pea protein, not whey, because if I'm going to eat dairy, it's going to be in the form of a piece of cheese on occasion. I believe pea protein is what my body needs, so I go with that. 
I rarely drink it plain, just like with water or a plant milk. Um, I most often put it in my smoothie with lots of fruits and veggies and other sources of protein like flax seeds and chia seeds. Or I put it in my oats, which is usually the pulp from my almond cow. My almond cow is also described in depth in another podcast. I think it's the one uh, with our top three kitchen appliances. So check that out if you want to know more about that. But basically the pulp from making my milk in the almond cow is an oat almond mixture that I mix in with the protein powder to make a yummy dessert. Hey, Heather. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you said that your almond cow puked the first time you used it. Has that ever (laughs) happened again? No, it only puked once, fortunately. (laughs) Uh, That was a giant mess. Um, But it's literally now one of my favorite kitchen appliances of all time ever since. It just had a bit of a learning curve. So you'll have to listen to that podcast. Yeah. And actually, this is. I love that we do this podcast because we get to learn from each other. And this is really one thing that I am definitely taking away um, and have on my to buy list. I mean, it is an investment. It is, uh, but it, 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 it actually pays for itself over time. Exactly. And that that's um, why I'm, I'm, I will definitely be buying it. It's just, you know, when I love the idea of just making my own, um, almond milk. Yeah. 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 And I, I love right now. I, um, I buy a silk unsweetened coconut almond milk. So I'm wondering, Mm -hmm. do you think I could like put coconut in the almonds and make you can, th- that's the cool thing about this, uh, this particular appliance is you can make it your own, however you like it. You know, I do almond oat, but you could put in coconut, you could put in dates, you can put in anything really, oh my God, uh, or any good. kind of nut. You can make soy milk. You can, you can do anything, but I choose almond oat and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great appliance. I love that thing. So definitely be true. So back to the oat almond mixture with the protein powder, with just that, for example, you get the protein from the Vega one, the protein from some almonds and the protein from the oats in one completely plant-based dish. Uh, there's also good carbs in the oats and how healthy fats in the almonds. So this is something I eat several times a week, maybe even every day in the winter since I warm it up. So how much protein do you think is in the oat almond protein mix? I'd say that that just that alone has about 25 to 30 grams of protein. Nice. Although I don't really count protein grams per day. I go more with how I feel. And I can personally always tell if I need more protein because I want to snack more. So mm. I'll just add up uh, a little bit more protein that day if I feel extra hungry or like I need to eat more than I normally do. So next I'll go backwards to number three on my list, which is legumes. I eat legumes daily. They are high in fiber, high in protein, easy to make and inexpensive, which is a win, 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 win. (laughs) It's a winner. It's just a win. It's winning. It's winning. Um, I eat lentils, edamame and all different kinds of beans uh, eaten whole or made into hummus, peas, all of it. That's why it honestly never gets boring. There are so many plant-based proteins to choose from in the legume category alone. That brings me to number two, grains. A lot of people don't think of grains as high in protein, but quinoa is a great one. That's also a complete protein. Complete proteins are usually grains mixed with a plant protein like legumes. So beans and rice, for example. Rarely do I eat just one thing. So even with quinoa, I'll generally add another plant protein to that as well. Oats are another high protein grain that, as I already said, I eat often at least several times a week. Uh, And then number one, nuts, seeds, and nut butters are the first one on my list above. They are high in protein, 
and also a good source of fat. You don't want to make this your only protein source as a plant-based eater because they are also high in calories, but they still are definitely a part of my daily diet in moderation. Uh, so Trish, remember you told us about the Mayan Chia yeah. seed war story where the Mayans ate the Chia seeds before battle for strength, right? Right, right. Well, I told that to Luke and he says, well, what happens if I eat the whole bag of Chia seeds? <laughs> He always asks me these questions to which I don't have the answer to. So yeah, I don't know what happens if my 11 year old would eat an entire bag of chia seeds, but I just told him, I'm like, uh, since we don't have to ready up for any physical battles at the moment, let's just keep it to a few spoonfuls for now. And thankfully he agreed. So yeah, yes. well, tell him that Trish said, my okay. guess is that he would get a very bloated belly if he yeah. ate a whole bag of chia seeds because they soak up. 10 times their their size in water, which is great if you have a teaspoon of them because they help you feel full. But if you ate a whole bag, that would be a little much for his yes. little belly. So yes. Well, anyway, nuts and seeds are good like legumes. Uh, there are so many options to choose from. Uh, but one thing about nuts is to make sure you always buy them unsalted and raw whenever possible to keep them a healthy choice, not a sodium fix. So what what do you uh, think about dairy? Do you recommend that being a part of a plant-based diet? No, dairy didn't make my list above because I don't eat it daily. It's mucus forming, so definitely watch when you're feeling under the weather that you don't eat it and it's hard to digest. Uh, so I eat it maybe once a week um, or twice a week max in the form of cheese. And as I mentioned last week, I do make eggs for my son and he eats more cheese than I do because he's 11 and active and has the digestive system of a Mayan champion. Um, <laughs> I personally don't recommend cow's milk. So he drinks the fresh almond milk that I make if he wants to. Um, I was telling a friend recently, though, that the best shape I've ever been in in my life is the couple of years that I was vegan. I feel like as I age, I'll probably give up dairy altogether because I really don't think it's the healthiest choice to make. Uh, but right now, I do like to eat cheese occasionally as a treat. Bottom line, there are so many plant-based protein options out there if you just look, whether you eat dairy or not. And I fully believe plant-based proteins are the healthiest way to eat. And lastly, Trish and I just finished working on a chapter of our book that has everything we eat in a day and a condensed list for an easy way to see exactly how we do it. The book is getting so close to being ready to get into that final editing process and we're getting really excited and we'll share updates as we go. Trish, anything else? Yeah, no, just that I want to say to all the meat eaters out there, um, please listen uh, closely and take some notes or listen to this podcast again and take some notes because I really believe even if you are a meat eater, there's so much uh, positive to gain by diversifying your nutrition and increasing plant-based proteins into your nutrition. So um, I hope that everyone has learned something from these two chapters on protein. Actually, I hope both the plant-based eaters and the um, the meat eaters have, have uh, gained some knowledge. And hey, if you guys have questions or if you have something to add, please always uh, reach out to us. We, we love your feedback. And um, just wanted Absolutely. to say thank you for listening to our Paid to Be Perfect Summer Series podcast. And know that this is what works for us, but you're you. So take from us what feels right. Make it your own, however that looks, for your own version of perfect. Ask us questions or give us your ideas for what you want to hear. 
please like and follow our Paid to Be Perfect podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Or even better, check us out on Instagram at Heather and Trish, which now has a link to our podcast in the bio. And we're working on other cool direct links of our favorite things that you can access from our IGO bio. IG bio as well. And we'll have lots of photos and ongoing tips and IG stories. We're on Facebook and Twitter too. So stay tuned for uh, next week's podcast. Keep following for more info on our book tentatively due out this fall. And remember, you're perfect.